0: Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I am joined by MetPro coaches, Kat Ramirez and Ryan McMullen. And today we're discussing do's and don'ts of exercise. Thank you so much for joining me, you guys. You get two for one. This is very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having us. (laughs) All right. So we talk about do's and don'ts of exercise. Can't you just start doing something and not think too much about it? So why is it important that we discuss this?
1: So to answer that, yes and no. So it just depends on the person, right? If you're not doing anything, then yeah, do anything. That's fine. I don't care what it is. Walk around. Get up a few more times from your chair. It is just do it. That's for that person. First, somebody that's got like specific goals in mind. Maybe their aesthetic goals. Then, okay, we really want to focus in on a type of workout or a type of training that's going to service those goals. and then dive into it deeper, right? And what's going to optimize your results based on who you are in your body type and what you're doing and your lifestyle. And then if we've got an athlete, that's a totally different beast. So an athlete is an athlete, right? Like It doesn't matter what my body type is as an athlete. I need to perform well at my sport. So I'm not, well, what's going to give me the best delts or whatever it is, right? I'm like, What's going to increase my clean and jerk? What's going to increase my snatch. So focusing in on workouts, strength and conditioning, um, and other types of activities that are all related to physical fitness, your recovery, your stretching, all of that's going to best service that sport. So it just depends on the circumstances of the client and what we're really asking them to do.
2: Yeah. And I would would agree with everything Kat said, obviously. I think for most people, it's just what can I start doing? And my answer to them is what you have done and what you're comfortable with or what you've been taught how to do. Start with that. And if you haven't been taught anything, I think that's a good starting point is look at, do I need to be taught how to do something? And I think Kat and I have talked about this before, maybe even on this podcast, which is go find a personal trainer for two, three, four, five sessions. I know it's a big investment for a lot of people. You're seeing a personal trainer two, three days a week, that money can stack up, but it doesn't need to be forever. Go see someone to build out a program and teach you the right way to move, the proper way to, and whatever discipline that is, maybe it's running, maybe it's weightlifting, get someone to teach you the basics and build out a program that way when you go into the gym or whatever that exercise is you're doing you have been taught and you know that you're comfortable doing those and they're safe for you
0: okay so basically it just depends on the person and it also depends on what their goals are so the reason that you want to be discussing this with somebody who's more knowledgeable than you whether it's a personal trainer or it's just like some go to a gym and get a consultation it's because you want to understand where to start depending on what your goals are. So if you're incredibly sedentary, that could look very different than an athlete who is looking to increase their run pace or looking to increase how much they lift. That makes a lot of sense. As somebody looks to start exercising, are there things that people should be doing as they start every
3: workout? And if so, does it depend on the type of workout? Does that vary? So, the workout itself, yes, it can depend, but most often we really want to get like a
1: good warm up in, right? Like a good warm up. You want to have a focus for the day, go into it knowing what you're doing so that you're not just like aimlessly walking around trying to like pick out things and maybe not creating the best combination. Again, where professionals can help you. So, either your Met Pro coach can direct you in terms of like how to optimize your fitness based on what your goals are and give you a little bit of a cadence in terms of your workout.
3: Some of our coaches like Ryan and myself, we have a strong fitness background. It is our business outside of MetPro. And
1: giving somebody a little bit more direction might be within our scope of practice. Otherwise, you're going, again, seeking out a coach or an instructor but yes you absolutely want to warm up and make sure that your joints are warm your body's warm that if you're running the first 10 minutes of a run is always that oh my gosh i don't think i'm gonna be able to do this today kind of bit where your body's still figuring out is somebody chasing me down are we in fight or flight or are we like hanging into this so warming up really well to get that out of the way get the breathing under control and make sure that The system is adequately primed. Also, if you're dealing with a specific set of circumstances, an injury or just a weakness or whatever it is, right, we want to also be addressing that as well and making sure that we are properly working with that system to get it firing in the correct way. At the beginning of your workout, it might also include a pep talk with your coach too. If you have somebody that is working with you in terms of what are we focused on today? Where are the things that I really want you to drill in on? I had an injury when I was weightlifting on my right side. So as a result, my left side would always overcompensate. I had a twisty movement. It threw everything off. I was always sore in the wrong way. So we really wanted to focus in on warming up that system and get the, getting the central nervous system. Firing so that I was more aware of my body was listening to what I was demanding of it.
2: Yeah. And then I, again, piggyback everything Kat said. Absolutely. Just in the simplest terms of do's and don'ts, I think at least is by what you're doing and do this most simplistic form of that first for a warm up, right? If you are going to go on a run. Do a five-minute walk first, right? That is the most simplistic version of a run. If you're going to bench press, do you know? Don't load up plates. Do some banded work, right? Banded press. Work with a light machine and warm up. Like it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Just identify the muscle groups that you're working, the exercise, and do the lightest weight, the lowest load, the most simplistic version of that. And then I'll probably add on there and. I don't know about Kat, but I have this conversation with my clients often is do not static stretch prior to exercise.
0: Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I still have people doing this and- yeah. Okay,
0: we got to explain what static stretching is because some people don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. So (laughs) static
1: stretching is where you're just like, like nothing is happening. You're just like stretching something and holding it. Right. Instead of a dynamic stretch, which might look more like line drills, like butt kickers or high knees or leg swings or something like that, where there's movement involved. Right. You're not just picking a position and holding it for a long time. And that's a lot of people like will be like, oh, yeah, I I did this and that and I did my stretches. And that's how they
0: taught us in school. You guys might be too young for that, but I remember. (laughs) That's what they told us. I'm thinking I'm older than you. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea, Kat. Let's not discuss it publicly. (laughs) But, okay. But why is static stretching not optimal?
2: So, static stretching is going to, you, you have to look at it again, simplistic version it is relaxing the muscle tissue right? It's lengthening, it's stretching out that muscle tissue. When you're wanting the goal, look at the goal of exercise, you're priming muscles to fire, to turn on, to fill with fluid and blood flow. And that's what's going to keep them engaged. So if you're doing something prior like stretching or another big no-no is do not foam roll before you're exercising. (laughs) No foam rolling before you do that. You're, doing the opposite of what the next goal is, which is engaging, firing, and filling that muscle tissue with blood flow. So we just, we don't want static stretching like Kat said, dynamic, right? Move around, leg swings, butt kicks. It's okay to go into a brief lunge stretch, but come out of it immediately. You want to be going into things slightly, coming out of them and not staying in a stretch for too long because you're, again, you're just turning that muscle off and asking it to relax before you're about to put it through stress. So it confuses your body instead of preparing your body.
1: It would be like if you were like, I'm going to do sprints. I'm going to lay down and take a nap and then go into my first sprint.
3: It's not yeah, going to work You'll be really rested. Okay. You're going to be so rusted, cat. <laughs> I mean, like, the first one might be okay because of that fight or flight. You also might hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be, like, get
1: your mind going in that same track. Or if I was just like, hey, I want you to play the drums, but before that, like, I want you to meditate right now and then just start playing the drums, right? Like, you're not, like, warming up into the activity.
0: So you want to gently get the blood flow going. You want to gently wake up your muscles. You don't want to do anything that is is going to relax your muscles, but you also don't want to do anything that's too intense right away. So don't start off by sprinting. Don't start off by doing static stretches. Got it. You guys remind me of something that I have learned just as I've gotten older. I didn't start running until I was like in my late thirties never had run a mile in my life except when they made me in grade school. That's it. And I hated it. I hated it then. And, Brian, right. and I don't do that either. I know you guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you do oh my like all we I- have to. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys do work out a lot. You do exercise a lot. And Something that is not obvious to everybody, and it certainly wasn't obvious to me, is that not all of your muscles know to engage before you start working out. So, like, you think this is how I thought that, like, when you start running, because it's something that you can, anybody can do, that your body will just know how to do it. But if you sit all the time, like me, and when, it, because I've had a very sedentary lifestyle, your glutes don't engage, your hamstrings don't engage, and that's how you get injured in addition to the kind of warm up that your guys are talking about the dynamic stretches i think kind of activations are really good for people that are super sedentary when they're first getting started especially if you're starting with running i don't know if that's necessary for strength i know that it's helpful to warm up but i don't know if you have to really activate i don't know if that's the same
3: 100% 100% like a lot of people will be like oh my glutes don't fire any- you're standing, so they're doing something. When you go to the bathroom, they're probably doing something, <laughs> but it's okay. But but to what you're saying, right, for instance, running is a really front body,
1: right? And so a lot of time, like, we're not activating the other parts of the body in a conscious way, right? So that, we're not holding like a focus there. We're not being mindful of like correct positioning or utilizing other smaller muscles or other muscle groups that will help us to better what we're doing. Right. So yeah, everybody can run. Um, and that's fine. But, it, and just by go out to a public place and watch a couple people run, like you can see differences in how people run. You can see differences in their body positioning. Differences in their backs. Differences in the way their feet strike, right? Everything. So dependent upon the type of running, dependent upon the person, dependent upon like how they are being trained or untrained, right? And that so you can absolutely do anything, I guess. Like
3: anybody can do anything, right? Like you can just tiger it and get in and do it, right? But you're going to do it better with more focus and risking injury
1: less. So if you are priming a system and getting your central nervous system to fire, like I can't stress that enough, especially like you can see it a lot in people that have neurological disabilities. If you ever watch somebody, like there's a lot of things that they need to do to get both sides of the body firing, to get both sides of the brain firing, to be able to execute a complicated movement, fine motor skills, gross motor skills. And I say that and my son has cerebral palsy. Like I watch his therapy a lot. You can take a lot away from that and translate it into the fitness world, right? It's all neurological. So um, these are complicated movements and we're not just like standing there, right? Like, there's complication to it. Asking front and back body to work at the same time, lateral movement, forward movement, backward movement, right? Executing those, heavier lifts with some explosiveness, whatever it is that you're doing, it's not simple. And so we can't think of it I like how Ryan breaks it down into an extremely simplistic form. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you're not thinking in a simple way in terms of disservicing yourself by not completing a warm up or getting everything firing, et cetera.
2: Yeah. And there, and, As coaches, when we're working with people, there's so many tools, and and people, our clients at least, when we're working with them in person, they can't really see that we're doing this, but there's so many tactical things that you can do to start engaging those muscles, which is probably back to the conversation of get a professional, right? Hire somebody to look at what you're doing. If you're a runner, get a running coach to look at your gait, to look to make sure your posture is correct, right? If you are squatting, make sure that you're working with a trainer that knows like where your knees should be tracking and where your toes go. In terms of, again, those like tactical cues and things we do, they're simple little things like we want during a squat, the knee is driving out lateral to the body. So we may put our hand on the side of their knee and say, push out into my hand or wrap a band around their knees and and say, push out into this band. My favorite one to do with runners, if they're like nervous or unsure of their form when they're running is go walk uphill. It is impossible to walk uphill with bad form. And run uphill. It's impossible. Flat, downhill, absolutely possible to have weird stride or gait and movement pattern, but uphill, nearly impossible. You can fix everything with that. So if you want like a good, again, simplistic version, good warm-up for running, go walk uphill for five minutes and it'll start like cats talking about firing that that neurological system, your central nervous system, and making sure that your movement pattern is going to mimic what you just did.
0: Okay. I know we've talked about a wide variety of kind of workouts that people could do and things that they might need to think about. But when it comes to somebody who their basic goal is just, I want to get started. I want to be active. I want to make sure that I am moving in some way and start to feel better. Is there like an optimal kind of workout plan for someone to start at that level?
3: So somebody that's never done anything, absolutely 100%, Ryan said,
1: I really recommend that you go and work with a professional. If you haven't been doing something and you're going to launch into doing something, of course, we want to do it well, right? Ryan is studying finance, as we were talking about before we hopped on. I am not going to just start accounting because I don't have (laughs) like simple finances. We're good, but so you don't want to just like launch into something that you have never done or have no knowledge around and just we're just going to wing this. No, of course, things that you can do. We walk around daily to go get things from the fridge to move from place to place, room to room. 100%. Great. Just start walking, right? That's a great place to start. Start walking. Walk uphill, Brian said. Make it more challenging, right? Walk with a kid. That's even more challenging, right? <laughs> <laughs> or a dog. <laughs> <It's> a stroller. <laughs> it's very challenging. Yes, 100%. There are things like that where you can jump into it. If you don't have the financial support to go see a professional there are a million places like the YMCA or other facilities like that where it's really not very much money. It's not a large investment just, just to get in and do small group class or an evaluation at the very least. And most places will either do a complimentary evaluation or a discounted evaluation and some sort of package around that. That's great.
3: Simple things
1: like sitting and standing. Sit and stand off your chair a bunch. We do that every day, right? Like you use the restroom, you get in and out of your car, you sit to eat, sit and stand every day. Walking is great. Just doing like normal movements that you've already been doing. Think about the things you need to execute on a daily basis. If you've got a kid, you got to bend down and pick up your kid a bunch, right? Like you do that without thinking. That's something that you can do also, right? And enroll your kid into it. Other things like Getting up off the ground from your knees, stuff like that. That's very challenging for a lot of people, right? So that's something we should all be able to do. Things like that and just working towards like small goals. But the best place that you can start just so that we're not overlooking something or risking injury Just throwing your body into a place that it doesn't want to be and then creating another like subset of issues is to go work with somebody for at least a few sessions. And then from there, decide what's going to be the best thing for you. Maybe it is home workouts. Maybe that person can direct you to an online platform where it's very simple home workouts. Maybe it's coming in for a group class. Maybe it's continuing those private sessions. Or maybe we've got something else going on and we really need to address it with some physical therapy first and
2: then move into whatever it is that we want to do. Yeah, there's, man, there's so much to exercise. (laughs) It's like how (laughs) long do we have? i I stress on my clients so much. And a lot of what Kat talked about is like general movement pattern that you're going to do on a daily basis. Start with that, right? Walking sitting down, picking things up off the ground. like Those are basic fundamental movement patterns that everyone is going to do. And you can find general activities that probably no one really wants to do. They're looked at like chores, but can help a lot, like washing your car. right? No one washes their car twice a week. But if you don't know where to start with exercise, go outside and wash your car twice a week. There is so much bending down and squatting and standing up and moving around and walking and a lot of work being done simply by those like couple pieces and
3: ryan is throwing well. out the karate kid method <laughs> i <was> love <laughs> <was gonna> it. <laughs> say and then ryan turned into the wax yeah. on wax <laughs> on paint your fence guy <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but it's a great but really a great suggestion though and that just trickles into so many things like Walk your dog, go garden, mow your lawn, wash your car, vacuum your house, sweep your floors, right? Like, I know people don't look at those like exercise, but if you start with my order of operations with all of my clients is always frequency, intensity, and then complication of movement. You can really boil it down to that, right? How many days a week are you doing something physical currently? Because it's useless for me to say, I want you to start working out three days a week if you're doing nothing. Start with frequency. I'm going to go on a walk four days a week, period, end of story, right? Start with frequency. Once you have that done, up it to five, up it to six, up it to seven. Once we have that done, then we go intensity, right? You're walking seven days a week. That's awesome. Now I want you to increase your pace. You're doing the same activity, but we're increasing, right? We're making that walk harder. Okay. And then once you have that down, then we can go to complication of movement, right? We bring that walk to a run or a jog, right? And that goes for whatever you're doing. Same with weightlifting, right? If you don't know how to squat, sit down in a chair and stand up, do that every single day, 50 times, right? You go from that to, okay, can I lower the chair? Can I increase my intensity here? And then complication of movement pattern, we start adding in a weight, a barbell, right? So frequency, intensity, and then movement.
0: Great explanation. So When you guys have talked to you, a lot of people, you both, like you said, you you both do fitness outside of MetPro. That's your whole gig. What do you hear the most from people that you're just like, oh, please don't do that. Never do that. You guys talked about static stretching. We know that's one. But I feel like there's probably other things that people come to you and you're just like, oh, no, don't do that. Do this other thing.
3: I think like overtraining for some people is a
1: big thing, especially like some of our more athletic individuals where sometimes more is just more. And so they'll be like, "Oh, I did nine workouts today and seven days a week and whatever. And their body's just shot, right? And then they're like, I'm not making any progress. I'm not making any progress. Your body's just shot, man, worn out. like." doesn't want to do anything over it like your central nervous system is shot so i think that's like a big thing for my athletes for beginning individual youtube heroes is like my pet peeve you can google (laughs)
3: anything you want
1: on youtube right we've all done it oh jesus broke my house i'm just gonna google it on youtube right i'll figure out how to fix it you go to Professional for most things in your life, right? Like you're gonna go to a dentist for your
3: teeth. You're gonna go to if you're me. You're gonna go to pest control for large bugs. Heck yeah! You're not gonna try and attack those on your own, right? No spider zone.
1: I know my limitations. (laughs) <laughs> it's one of those uh, things take the wheel. <laughs> so why would you like not do that for your body your health your muscles your bones your structure everything like that right you're not going to be like I'm not a chiropractor but I'm going to just try and adjust my you break your back right
3: so you want to go seek out again
1: professional opinion or help at the very least so That was my biggest thing. We have a lot of people that are like, I've never done anything before, but I learned on YouTube But now I'm a big lifter. And I'm like, are you? (laughs) Because you almost just died, right? I love Ryan's explanation with the frequency, intensity, and then complication or complexity of the movement. Absolutely. So speaking to the frequency,
3: there are some things you can do seven days a week,
1: 100%. Like your normal movement patterns, natural movement patterns, right? And then there are some things that you just can't move seven days a week. And then on top of that intensity or complexity of the movement pattern, I don't need people learning how to do really complex movement patterns by just watching a how-to mid.
2: I, yeah. And I'll, again, piggyback off of something Kat said is The overtraining and more being more being more. I think my biggest pet peeve is probably not doing the restorative work. So I know we made the devil out of stretching prior to exercise, but I don't see enough of that happening after.
0: So there's a there is a good time that you should be doing those static stretches. Is what you're saying?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, just post exercise or in the evening like stretch when you're getting ready to relax and you want to stretch it's so good for your joints your muscle tissue right when you exercise and do anything you're tearing and shortening and making those muscles tighter and more tense and we want to do the polar contrast to that right we want to do the complete opposite of that frequently too not yeah i stretch once a month for five minutes, right? Like it's that frequency should be there just as much or maybe slightly less than the frequency of your exercise. And for me, that's probably my biggest pet peeve is I might see someone working out five, six, seven days a week sometimes. And what am I going to hear from them? Oh, my back is tight. My shoulder hurts. My knee is bothering me. And my first question is, how many times a week are you stretching? How many times a week are you doing yoga? What are you doing for yourself restoratively? And their answer, no. <laughs> <laughs> Always not.
1: <laughs> and I am, that is my area of opportunity for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, when you're I a hard driving like, person, it is hard to be like, now I will slow down. Because it feels like you don't have time.
1: <laughs> exactly. And also, I I'm a single mom. I've got three babies. I've got two businesses. Like, there's like something to be cooked. There's only so much time in the day. I do have to sleep at some point. Like, I, I'm like, when I do my workout, I'm like, we are warming up. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're doing like the hardest warm up. We're going to win the warm up in 10 minutes and then <laughs> get into this workout because I got to go do something else. Too. <laughs> so, 100%. And I'm always like, I was the ballerina way back in the day. And so for me, I'm like, I'm really flexible, so I'm good, but that's not, obviously that's not a thing. You have to stretch. So for people, my people that are out there that are like, I I can't do yoga, man. I will sit there and be like, what's on my grocery list? What has to come next? Oh, did I forget to take out the garbage? What day is it actually? What is going on? Did I feed the chickens? Like whatever. For my people that have the no chill in their brain, yes, work on it. Obviously, area of opportunity, right? Calm down maybe get a meditation app start (laughs) (laughs) but also like in our app we've got a great posture series and it is all restorative and amazing for kind of resetting the body system and unilaterally unilaterally bilaterally awesome for that i can go through one of those series and then call it a day but if you're asking me to sit in the
3: yoga I could put on the Metallica and go through that. But if we're going to sit there and listen to Mel's, like, going to happen for me. You know, restorative <laughs> yoga, first. Cat. <laughs> 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 we got to find what works for you.
1: Ryan is great at stretching. I can't chill that much.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't even say I'm great at it. I actually needed to like, distract my mind a little bit from it, too. And I think most people fall under this category is when you're doing the activities that are sitting around, I can think of 10 separate stretches that I can do while I'm working on my computer.
0: I do a lot while I watch TV. like it, like At night, that tends to be like our household is very much, oh, let's watch this series together. And I will be sitting on the floor while everyone else is watching TV. And I'm, that's where I'm getting my stretching done because it doesn't yeah. happen otherwise. And
2: I was gonna, <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, That's a great opportunity to stretch. Like you are just sitting there doing nothing, but you're paying attention to something. So that's a great opportunity to stretch. Again, there's simple things you can do, like just sitting at your desk, cross your hands behind your chair and pull your shoulders back. It doesn't have to be this I'm going to sit down for 30 minutes, like Kat said, and do yoga. Probably happen, but (laughs) it's once again the same thing as frequency, intensity, and then complication right? Get the frequency down. I'm going to do two or three stretches every single day while I'm watching TV and then up the intensity. Maybe those stretches get a little bit, you're getting deeper into them, right? And you just move through that pattern. But it's the restorative part is so important and whatever way you can find to do it is more than you're currently doing.
1: The other thing that is great and that I used to do all the time, you're not going to do it, to have somebody else do it. So if my- Coach would come up to me after the session and be like, all right, let's stretch out. And like they would stretch me or help me stretch or whatever, or sit there with me. Great. I had a little buddy. I could do it. It was just like I was still in training mode. Like my coach is telling me to do it. Great. And then the other thing I would do is just get regular massages all the time or activation work or cupping or scraping or whatever it is. But still taking care of your body is important is what
2: we're trying
0: to stress yeah absolutely what have we not covered today that you guys want to make sure people know
2: shameless met pro plug yeah the amount of exercise you do will not out train an awful diet
0: yeah
1: yeah 100
2: (laughs) percent. i'm sure that's been on (laughs) dozens of our podcasts but i'm going to throw it out there for the people listening to this that are like oh what do i do for exercise it won't help if you are not controlling your diet and that's by far the most important part, start with diet, move into exercise. That's your second lever.
1: Yeah. And conversely, like for our current clients or for people that are currently doing Metro, if you're not moving, you're not using this to the full capability, right? Like we've started, like Ryan said, start with your diet, then move into movement. We started with the diet. Great. You're handling your nutrition. You're bettering your overall health and wellness. Now, move it into the movement, right? And let's build on it. Let's enhance it and move forward from that. The other thing, I think that for fitness, a lot of people, the type of workout, we spoke to this in the beginning, but the type of workouts that they're doing. So if you are somebody that has specific goals, you have been working with a coach, this is more of a health wellness, but also maybe aesthetic. Thing. I want to lose 12 pounds. I want to taper my waist. I want to fit into my jeans, like I, whatever it is, right? Like I want my arms to look better for summer, stuff like that. Then talk to your coach about you, your circumstances, your body type. What is the best way for you to do that? What's going to be the most optimal training? And in addition to that, we have to think about other things. Like you and I were laughing about who's older. I don't train the same way that I did when I was 20. Oh, also long time facts. <laughs> for three reasons. A, I don't have the life that I had when I was 20. It's not just about me. And also, I am old. Like I like the just the bottom line, like is just is what it is. So I cannot train like I did when I was like 20 to 28, just like crushing life and not appreciating what I had. Also, if you're 20 and 28, appreciate what you have. It's not all the way and it's not the same, okay? You take a look at that booty every day and <laughs> you would love it. <laughs> so, you know, like you have to be aware of like where we are in life and the intensity that we can put forward. I used to train for a couple of hours because it was like playing, right? Like I was with my buddies, like we worked at a gym, like we would eat, train, do a little bit of work, train like whatever it was just like fun and then and we would compete all the time now I don't have friends but <laughs> <laughs> my friends are gone <laughs> right so now it's different right we have to work other jobs we've got kids we've got a limited amount of time I'm over 40 like you have to account for those things my body type now is a completely different um, it, I have a different body than I did then I will be the same that I did when I was actively competing in my sport and the current world champion. I am not a world champion now, right? (laughs) But I'm the same weight and I still have a good amount of muscle for a woman that that my age, right? For somebody that's been through a few
3: pregnancies here. But this is not the same body. I don't carry my muscle in the same way. Like things. Change.
1: And so you need to have a come to Jesus talk with yourself sometimes and be like, hard truth. We are not 25 anymore. What do we need to change to make our movement or our fitness
3: and challenging and fulfilling, but you know, realizing where we are?
2: In other words, be in tune with your body. Don't do the thing.
3: Or have someone else who's going to tell you. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I think if anything, that's that's primarily probably what we're going to stress is go see someone. One session, two session. I can't tell you the amount of things I can teach someone fitness-wise in one hour of their time. Give me one hour of your time and I can teach you 10 different movement patterns that you're going to feel comfortable with and know how to, know what to do. And it's a perfect program for you to execute for the next 12 to 16 weeks. Go see a professional. And lastly,
1: get a yeah, get a battle buddy, man. Don't just really die by yourself. Get somebody to do it with you. Like even if it's like an online support group or something like that, like a Facebook group or whatever. We're horrible at social media, so I don't know about these things. But I use like a Facebook group for mom questions in the area. Like what? Get it on a Facebook group for like local run people or the mom and me park fitness or the local Y or your local CrossFit or whatever it is, right? Get into a group, get with a person, go to a group class. It's, it might be intimidating at first, but I guarantee that every person in that group or class was intimidated at one time and they are there for similar reasons. They need support. They need community. They need somebody there to help them. And, like I've said in a previous podcast with you, like you don't know who you're going to affect while they are helping you achieve your goals as well. Even myself now, do I know how to work out alone? Absolutely. I used to train by myself all the time. It was the only way I could do it because otherwise I was training somebody else. Now, like, I need somebody to work out with. Like, I own a CrossFit affiliate. I have an entire CrossFit set up in my gym. I still go to the local CrossFit and that's where we are currently living (laughs) and go drop into classes and take that or any studio. If I'm going to run, again, I don't love running, but I'll do it a hundred percent and I'll make somebody else run with me that is good at running or that does like running or even somebody else will yell at me from the sidewalk.
2: Cat's lying. She will not run. She.
0: I know. I don't like that.
1: I, I know
2: you've running. Running. That. said that. I've been everything you run. said was perfectly acceptable. <laughs> Up and forward, one. <laughs> I know I'm you will
1: Guys, <laughs> I've been working on my running, and I just want to say
3: since my mile is down to a pretty good time. I'm pretty happy with Congrats, Cat. That is awesome. I sure
0: helped, too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Guys, thank you both. Kat, Ryan, thank you both so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And listeners, that is all for this week. You can find all the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review so other people know what to expect. And you can learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I will be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key.